it is the most powerful he's ever been from a deck perspective. But again, does he have the one? You can have 20 good ones, ask Todd, you know, and you go to the Derby and you can't get any better than eighth. Does he have the big one? I've yet to see one where I go, wow, that one's got a great shot to win the Kentucky Derby. I've seen a bunch where I go, we'll see what happens next. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch, Darren Halper, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? Hope, hopefully well. I know you're on borrowed time again, so we're going to kind of try to try to get through this, move through this fairly, fairly quickly. My gremlin is around the house, just you never know when he's going to pop in here, so he was in here earlier. Well, I was handicapping, doing some coloring and uh, and stuff on the floor, and so we'll see. Um, I'm sure, but now that he hears me talking, he'll come meandering into here, and you'll see this door right over here start to open. And then <laughs> I said, "Just don't, just don't talk." You know, like try to watch your iPad or whatever while Daddy's doing this. And he's like, "Oh, if I do, I'll just I'll talk like this." <laughs> All right, got it. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, no, he's usually pretty good though, so it'll be fun. I, I gotta. I, you don't really relate to this, but anybody listening, if anybody else relates to this, like so. Yesterday, it's amazing from a marketing standpoint. It's amazing. Like you don't really realize what McDonald's does with their toys and their Happy Meals until you have kids and you realize it's an, it's genius, right? Like. Right now they have Mario, because I don't know if you know this, they're coming out with a Mario movie, Super Mario movie. Comes out in April. Um, of course, they just are, I think they are about to, or I think it opens next month A at Universal in Hollywood. There's a Mario World, um, like a whole deal. And so anyways, Mario's like, obviously it hasn't gone away, but it's really growing. And so McDonald's has toys and we've collected all of them but Bowser. And that's my boy. For whatever reason, I don't remember. Like when we were kids, we didn't like Bowser, but now Bowser's cool. And we have we traveled far and wide yesterday to find Bowser. We went to four different McDonald's, and I'm like going to the you know order, and like I'm not even ordering. I'm like, hey, do you guys have the Bowser toy? <laughs> and you just they're like, uh, you know, and these people that work there, you know, they don't give a like they're like whatever like just or, are you ordering or not and anyways four different mcdonald's none of them had it we ended up getting the happy meal anyways just to you know for our for our time and effort but it was it was a toy that we already had and it's just like i was thinking about it last night 
and I just thought we we don't ever go to McDonald's until toys started. They like the boys started getting like we have thing is like we have little Bowser guys like nice ones that they got for Christmas and stuff, you know, like that are good toys, but that doesn't matter. It's the one from McDonald's we have to go find. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They're a big company for a reason. And I remember doing that. I remember trying to get happy meal toys. Uh, I, you know, you're right though. Bowser, that was, that's the bad guy. I don't know why they, I guess cause he's cool though. He's like the dinosaur looking guy. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's it, Leo Mario is just a guy with the you know with the mustache or whatever. But I mean, Bowser is yeah, like yeah, Shoddy. This is we have we have Bowser stuffed animals. Uh, we've got Bowser guys, and yeah, they always want to be Bowser. Um, Wreck It Ralph is a movie we like, it and and it's like about video games and it's a cartoon thing, and, and Bowser's in that, and they freak out every time. It's just weird. Like as 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 a kid, you hated Bowser. We did, um, mm-hmm. and definitely was not you know a popular. When you thought of Mario, you didn't think you wanted Bowser. So, anyways, it's just and it's, it's and I just say that because like it's not just been Mario. That's the latest. I mean, it's been Sonic characters or, um, oh gosh, there's been other ones. Um, uh, Black Panther, uh, car, you know, whatever it is. Like they, Cooper's like, can we go to McDonald's? But really, all they want is a toy, which is infuriating in some ways. But yeah, uh, they cover up their shitty food with. Your kids yeah. want the toy Bowser that's cost them twenty cents probably to make. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, do you like Bowser? Yeah. Talking? We're talking about Bowser. How we looked was looking for Bowser yesterday, didn't we? <laughs> what'd you What'd you tell me you were going to say to the people at McDonald's if they didn't give it to you? Tip them in the nuts. <laughs> Hit them in the nuts. That's nice. <laughs> that's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Okay, he goes. Uh, he goes. Uh, if they don't get Bowser at this one, I'm gonna go inside. I'm gonna kick him in the nuts. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, good job. Good job. All right, buddy. Go. That's play. healthy aggression. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's new with your life? Not much. Trying to get the third here at Gulfstream Park home. Uh, that's 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 what's going on right now for me. Two for two at Gulfstream after hitting the late pick five yesterday. So hoping to get the early here. I have not hit an early pick five at this meet. So um, and it's usually the first race that knocks you out every time. It's funny when we when we when I have the boys, what we're thinking about is so different. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get the third right. home. I'm trying to. You know, talk about nuts and Bowser's over here. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, big weekend. Uh, you know, not not a lot of, of uh, quantity, but there's a you know solid race at the LeCompte at Fairgrounds um, that obviously has a couple of big horses in it. One being Instant Coffee, who we haven't seen since winning the Jockey Club. Uh, but you know, maybe the first horse in a little bit that has been kind of ranked highly in our top um top 10 that will be kind of coming back and running here as the sun is just like crazy on my eyes it hadn't come out for like two days uh yeah it's listen this is a weird one because we could have a bunch of donkeys in this race or we could have a couple that are pretty decent it's kind of a mixed bag i'm not really sure what to make of it i think this race was going to tell us a lot about the fairground circuit going forward it's like okay or who's going to ship in here to win those last two races or 
yeah, these horses aren't too bad. Cox has got another one that's not too bad. And and maybe the locals are going to win the circuit. So this is a pretty pivotal uh, race on the circuit, in my opinion. Um, and again, I, I don't know if it's any good or not. I'm, I'm not, I haven't decided. I'm not sure. And, you know, we have um, – it's the first 20-point race. Well, I guess it's not the first of the uh, Breeders' Cup is. But we're now we're into those 20-point races um, for the winner, uh, the LeCompte. So out of those 10s into the 20s. So, obviously, you win this race, and it kind of gets you in, basically, uh, especially if you've – like a horse like Instant Coffee who's already got points. So, yeah, we're kind of at that point. And, you know, be, how we – last weekend, we didn't really see a lot of stakes action, but we did see some horses – uh, that are that are interesting, and then of course the LeCompte. It kind of feels like this is, um, well, I'd say next it's like this is the opening of it. Next week we have the Pegasus. We take a break for half a second, and then right after that, it's straight into the the Derby and nonstop until May, really, because every 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 race thereafter is basically a win and you're in essentially to the Derby. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, the the minor awards are are just about over. Uh, it gets serious. It gets really serious. Uh, you know, next weekend we've got the Pegasus, but we also have the Southwest and that race is shaping up to be, gosh, I'm almost sitting here going, maybe we should go to the Southwest. I know we're not going to the Pegasus. The Southwest is pretty good uh, this year, at least the prospects of it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this is kind of when it gets serious. We always kind of used to say that, you know, when Oakland opened up for Martin Luther King uh, weekend, when it used to be that weekend as opening weekend, so I used to say that's when the Derby season really gets started. With the, they used to have the Smarty Jones that weekend, and then the Lacombe Day, and then it's like okay, now the real races are are really beginning. Dude, it's. I mean, I know we say. I feel like it's it's on like might as well just have a sound clip at this point of of uh, of this. But my goodness, like how many horses does Brad Cox have? And and it's like not just like horses, but how many like. I know it's early, but at this juncture, like semi-legit derby prospects does he have? And it's February almost. It's insane. I mean, uh, you know, Instant Coffee, obviously, this weekend. He's got, you know, uh, Tab's Conquest, who probably going to run in that allowance race, but still um, entered in the, into the comp. Then he's, I think he's going to have three, Jace's Road um, and Corona Bolt. And then there's another one I can't think of top of my head that's going to run in the Southwest. Um, it's just everywhere you look. Brad Cox has got at least one legit derby type of prospect in these in these in these races. And even if it's not a derby prep, um, how about uh, you know victory formation? Or how about uh, uh, what was the horse that ran um, analog or no a verifying? Um, it's just everywhere you look, it's like oh that's the Brad that's the Brad Cox horse. That's the Brad Cox horse. I mean it's it's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, I think he has more than Baffert right now, honestly. Um, now, does he have the one? You just never know. I'm, I'm not sure. But does he have, you know, several that can win these these minor ones? Yes. It, it reminds me of like uh, when Todd Pletcher kind of, uh, it's been four, five, six years ago when he had this kind of depth where he just like every weekend it's like, well, Pletcher won all of them. You know, that's what it yeah. feels like with Cox. And Anytime we're at fairgrounds or Oakland or when Keeneland opens Keeneland, I bet Turfway for their preps, you'll have some too. He's going to be the favorite in almost every one of these. It is the most powerful he's ever been from a depth perspective. But again, does he have the one? You can have 20 good ones. Ask Todd, you know, and you go to the Derby and you can't get any better than eighth. Does he have the big one? 
I've yet to see one where I go, wow, that one's got a great shot to win the Kentucky Derby. I've seen a bunch where I go, we'll see what happens next. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I was just looking at the top 20 uh, as far as points go, and he's got six of them, including three in the top six, and that being Jace's Road, Instant Coffee, Victory Formation, all have 10 or more points. Um, so they're, they're got, they got great chances of getting into the gate. So we could be sitting there sit, looking at a situation that he might have like a quarter of the derby field. And I don't think that's anywhere close to being out of question. Yeah. But like you said, is are any of those actually going to kind of come out and say, not only is he a derby horse, he's one of the top horses. Right. Yeah. And that's the question. And I, he's, as far he, as still like, hasn't won, he still hasn't won the race. As far as flashy yeah. performances go, verifying is kind of right up there. You know, uh, Corona Bolt is up there. But again, they're going to have to take the next step. We've seen verifying against the best horses in this crop, and he hasn't done very well. Right. So he's going to have to develop and catch up to him. Um, you know, Corona yeah. Bolt, we've only seen around one turn. So like those flashy ones, you know, Giant Mischief is a horse that you know lost last time out. And who knows if he can go, you know, a mile and a quarter. So they all have question marks, but they're all also very talented. So and especially with this one, this instant coffee coming up really hasn't had a high speed figure yet. Right. Like a crazy high speed figure. So. Nothing he's got a, 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 a box he's got to check this weekend. Yeah. It's, uh, and like, I, I feel like we keep saying it and it's, it's true. It's every, it's just, you kind of <laughs> almost have to take the wait and see approach with him and just be like, you're going to basically going to let any of these horses tell you on the track if they are legit or not. Cause there's really no point of trying to figure that out right now because there's so, there's so many to choose from. And I mean, if Corona Bolt goes and just, looks awesome the southwest stretches out fine then maybe that's something or if your horse victory formation comes back and runs huge uh, mischief whatever it is like we're still looking for those horses but as of now it's like i just feel like you kind of have to take a wait and see approach and you still have a lot of the you know the baffert horses that we're we're kind of waiting on whether it be cave rock or um arabian night or you have uh you know extra neho who we're you know seeing what happens with him so these other tr big trainers have some decently high prospects, but as of now, it seems like as these big ones kind of wait to come out or come back, Brad Cox just keeps <laughs> throwing two more in. He's like, throw two, whatever. So um, just killing them with, uh, with quantity. You kind of mentioned the two big ones, those two Baffert horses that you mentioned right out of the gate there, Cave Rock and Arabian Night. They've shown that flash where maybe it's like, wow, they could be the one, right? So he Baffert, you know, he may quote unquote only have half of what Brad Cox has as far as legit contenders right now, but they might be better. His top end ones might be better. And that's that's what the next three months is all about. And that's why the next three months is so awesome because we'll have these answers and we'll start it really this weekend right through until the last prep. There you go. Nice little segue there, Alterman. On today's show, we're going to preview and give picks for Saturday's $200,000 LeCompte Stakes at Fairgrounds, a prep race for the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Then we're going to give some rapid-fire selections for Saturday's undercard stakes races at Fairgrounds, including the $150,000 Silver Bullet Day Stakes, a 2023 Kentucky Oaks prep race. Let's go!
and they're off. And the Lacombe Stakes. Saturday, race 14. Let's go to Fairgrounds. Lacombe Stakes, grade three. We're 200K for three-year-olds going one one and one sixteenth miles on the main track there. And it is a Kentucky Derby prep race. And we're in those 20s now. 28, 6, 4, 2 (laughs) for your top five finishers. So really top two, 20 gets you in, um, especially for a few of these. Uh, and then, of course, eight points is uh, is good even to get second here. So 28-6-4-2 for your top five finishers. Uh, right now, a field of eight is lined up in this uh, LeCompte this year, which some of these horses might be scratching out. But we'll start it off with number seven, Instant Coffee, your five to two morning line favorite for who else? Brad Cox. Hadn't seen this horse since winning the Jockey Club uh, back in November, but, you know, did it well and uh it was a decent field there and you know a horse that's two for three his only loss was in the futurity uh of course a horse that named forte who went on to win the breeders cup won that race loggins was in there as well red route one um those are the three horses that beat him that day so definitely uh good company when he did get beat but like you kind of mentioned earlier his numbers haven't been super impressive yet if he's winning but his numbers show that he might be vulnerable here. So what do you think of him in, uh, in this race? Yeah, I think that's the key right there. And what you said is true. His, his numbers aren't like over the moon crazy good. But I'll give him a big pass last time out. You know, he was really wide the whole race last time out. I mean, extremely wide. And he closed into a pretty slow pace. Now, he did get some luck because some of the other horses on that inside wow, they got bogged down and stopped and, and had to stop and start two or three times for being wide, widest of all, obviously, instant coffee kind of was away from all the scrum on the inside. So that was the good uh, the good part. But end of the day, uh, I'm more interested in what he did two races back. I think running with that Forte and Loggins group, and yeah, he wasn't close, but he had a horrific trip in that race. He came running late. He got, you know, the Vortan Loggins much, much better than the rest of this crop, as we saw the next time uh, they ran, well, at least Forte Loggins, who knows when we'll see him again. But, uh, you know, I just think this horse has faced that kind of competition and ran so well and then backed it up with a win. Sure, that speed figure wasn't great. We also ran a lot further than everybody else. I got to go right back to instant coffee here. I think he's pretty good. I I expect him to run a better race speed figure rise than he has so far. I think he's progressing pretty well coming into this race. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's, I I try not to get too much into the numbers here because just like uh, visually, I thought his wins were very impressive. Um, And I thought that, you know, jockey club, I thought he looked really good. And and of course this is a, uh, now a three-year-old who's had a couple of months to progress even more got to think this horse will be even better. And like I say, he's, he's actually been faced. Like he's been, he's been in, in three of his races. One was a grade one, one was a grade two. I mean, I just think this horse is a little bit of, I'm not saying that maybe he's not sh- quite sure yet if he's a derby, legit derby contender for me, but I do think he's progressed further than most of these in this field right now. And that's where you're at with it, right? And, and the other part of this is, if you're going to go pivot to other horses now, who's who's really in this field? Like, the next best horse might be his stablemate, the number five, Tappet's Conquest. That's a horse that I kind of think is going to go in an allowance. He's double entered. 
I think Cox will put that horse in the allowance race, you know, just coming off that maiden win. So I'm assuming he's going to scratch. Now, if Tappet's, Con- Tappet's Conquest runs, he's going to be on my tickets, like, because that's a good sign. They really like him. But I'm assuming he goes the allowance. Okay, get rid of him, let's say, though. Like, who are you real excited about betting? You can make cases for a few of these, but I just think Instant Coffee looks better than most of the other horses in this race. Yeah, and Mark mentioned, kind of mentions that allowance race. Um, he's never seen a prep race where the allowance race on the same card looks equally as yeah. tough. I like to- Tappet's Conquest for second here, but I'm I like him third or fourth in the allowance. So um, yeah, the the allowance we're kind of talking about is race nine on the undercard here, which is an allowance race of six horses, and you've got uh, Silver Heist, uh, Banishing, Tappet's Conquest, Tappet's Shoes, both Brad Cox there, uh, determinately and uh, in in vulnerable and vulnerable. Um, are the are the six there and yeah i mean you would think with now if he decides to run in my opinion if he does enter tappet's conquest in this race meaning in the lecompte i like him a lot here and i might actually pick him to win because that tells me that brad's saying you know he thinks he can win um here especially with a horse like instant coffee in the race you, you assume that he if he if he thought instant coffee was a lock, he maybe not met, wouldn't mess with Tappet's conquest in the race. So if he doesn't run the horse and tells you um, that maybe he likes this horse a little bit more, so yeah, Tappet's conquest for me is dangerous if he is in this race. Uh, past that, I mean, I, I think you kind of have to. Okay, I'll, I'll put this out here. Echo again. Here's a horse that was the most interesting horse in the race. I thought just from a, based on, from a number standpoint, throughout the Iroquois, he was awful that day, but in his maiden special weight and in the springboard mile, even though he finished third, beating four and a half, uh, both races got great numbers, got really high speed figures and whatever you look at. And he has the high speed figure for anyone in the race. Plus he kind of looks like he might be that lone speed draws the rail so there's a lot to like there. It's like I'm torn numbers wise and kind of the pace advantage. He looks like a dangerous play, especially at six to one. But visually, when I've seen him run, I, I can't pick him. So where are you at on that fence? Hard to pick him after what you saw up at Remington, right? I mean, it was, just wasn't very good. Uh, no matter how you slice it, the, the horse got the lead. And, and then that day, everybody was like, he'll get the lead and he won't let it go. Well, he, he let it go, and he, he did it with very little resistance whatsoever. If you watch that race, you go, well, he got beat a length, and he battled, and it's like, yeah, he made a race of it, but he just kind of gave it up. And the only thing is you've got Steve Asmussen, and he keeps trying to run him in these two-turn races. It just got to feel like he's smart. You know, he's not just doing this to waste his time. I feel like Asmussen still believes in this horse. And again, it's the same kind of setup. Is there a lot of speed in this race? Nope. Can he get the lead from the rail and take him gate to wire? Yeah. I mean, he's going to have every opportunity. I couldn't put him on top. I may put him on a pick four ticket. I just feel like, you know, Asmussen would not keep trying this unless he saw something in this horse and he thinks that he can do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at with Mark. Like, how can you pick, like, stock and fade or easy lead and fade? It just feels like when the real running gets going, this horse just has one direction and it's backwards. I, I, yep. 
I like the horse and I want to like the horse. And I know you do too. Like it just feels like this is a horse that, especially after that main special way to Saratoga, you're like, this is going to be a good horse, you know, gun runner, Winchell, you know, Asmussen, of course. Um, but those last two just left a whole lot to be desired. You know, in the springboard, he had everything his way. I mean, that it is like, I guess giant mischief. If he, he beats you, that's fine. But yeah, third, he held on for third. I just did not think that was a great effort, even though that number came back. Like that's a, that's where I'm torn. Like visually, I just did not like the effort. Yeah, I think you and I both had watched that race, and we were we kind of like, like he's he's done. Like, but then here he keeps showing up in these. Um, and mind you, going longer now, you know, than that day that the mile race in Springboard Mile. So yeah, I, you know, the only time this horse was ran a mile sixteenth, he finished seventh, beating fourteen links. Of course, that was the Iroquois. I just, he, he was, uh, he went off of a heavy favorite that day. He was really bad. I, I don't know. I, I just, to me, this is a huge race for him because he's got, he's got to show that he can hold on and run this long. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, you look at it, the speed figures, right, for that last race, and it was a very fast race there at Remington that night. Uh, you know, Wildland Storm ran fantastic. Giant Mischief missed the break completely and almost still won. He ran fantastic, but they ran fast. But look, okay, Echo again gets this high number for finishing third, beating four and a half, but you watch him. Would he have held off anybody really with that's any good that night? I mean, he no. was stumbling that last, you know, 16th something terrible. And so, Again, it, it's more for me of a respect of Steve Asmussen. Of, this guy's not dumb. He's not just throwing a horse in there for the hell of it. It kind of just get, gives me pause. It's like maybe there's a, a little something that's bothering the horse, a little something wrong with him, and we're trying to get it corrected. And when we do, he's not going to stop. But, yeah, you said it. He has hit the brakes both times going a mile. And, uh, or, or two turns, I should say. Both times going two turns. Yeah, I mean, if it's one thing, if you feel like the horse is kind of giving you some guts, but just maybe isn't quite getting the job done or is battled, but just ultimately, you know, getting past late. That's what, to me, that's one thing. And maybe you can make a case for the lone speed type of situation. But when this horse just seems like he really, when the, like I said, when the real running begins, he just is like, no, we're not doing this today. It just seems, um, I'm not kind of on the, on the, on the, uh, wait and see <laughs> I'm, I'm to be honest i'm not waiting or thinking i'm gonna see much yeah. uh so uh echo again so all right so you and i are both on instant coffee i think um you can probably say like if he wins you know when we've seen this before with brad cox horses um if he wins in this race and, and doesn't somewhat impressively like he secures his spot in as a as a legit somewhat legit derby contender at least as we stand here today um who's another horse let's say tapas conquest is out who's another horse that you would be interested in using um you know this is a pick four the late pick four here we're not going to give our exact tickets but we will kind of go through a few of these horses or some of the horses that we like um that's not named instant coffee that you might be interested in using in case instant coffee can't get the job done yeah, and again, and you said, and I'll just reiterate, at Tappet's Conquest, we're just assuming not going to be in this race. But if he is, he's going to be on tickets. I just want to make that clear one more time. Um, 
I'm interested in the number four confidence game. I, I think this is an interesting runner. We've seen DeSormo come down here and win races in the past on this circuit and, and on, you know, trying to get to the Kentucky Derby through this path. Nice allowance win last time out at Churchill Downs at 11 to one. Kind of was up there, set that pace and, and was able to get it home and is going to kind of keep Echo again company here, might stock and pounce. So I think confidence game makes a ton of sense at eight to one. And I think the eight two fills, that's a horse I'm looking at as well. Another Churchill Downs runner last time out won the grade three street since stakes, did it very easily. That was over the slop. Some of his other fast track races, while he's won a couple, they haven't been quite as fast. So that's my worry there. But he definitely kind of opened some eyes with that with that last race. Um, okay, you said confidence game. So that's, that's definitely one that I'm interested in using. You know, I think just after some reason, I guess just from history, like when you see Keith Zormo have a horse in, in, in this kind of circuit, in this circuit this early in the game, it kind of feels like you're waiting for one of these to pop. Uh, I thought that last race was pretty impressive. Went to the lead that time versus kind of hanging back. And uh, it kind of it seems to be a little bit of a uh, uh, versatile type of horse. So the distance, I don't think, obviously, being a candy red, I think, don't think he's going to have any issues. Uh, Dennington, for me, I'll throw that horse in 8-1, to one, kind of in the McKeek uh, range of being playable. If this horse is at 8-1 to one or higher, which I imagine he will be, uh, I think the long stretch will help Dennington, a horse that's a gun runner that will, you know, it seems like his, uh, you know, belatedly you see, or coming up late or just kind of making his run late. Uh, the last couple, you know, the couple has been running in the jockey club and then ran the Smarty Jones last time out, got beat by victory formation, but maybe it was one of his better efforts. Uh, so I think this horse goes, it get, you know, stretches back out to mile 16th, gets the distance, um, adds uh, blinkers as well. So there's a little bit, there's enough of the, the green lights, so to speak, with as far as it goes for where I look at McPeak horses, that I would have some interest in Dennington, especially underneath. I think Dennington underneath would make a whole lot of sense uh, as well. So that's the other horse for me if I'm not uh, not talking instant coffee. Yeah, Dennington, he's a horse I, I liked a little bit last time out uh, at Oakland Park in the Smarty Jones just a, a three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't really threaten uh, victory formation, but he did come on running late and, and got a little bit piece of it. He ran decent again in the Kentucky Jockey Club. I think uh, for Dennington, he's going to root for the one and the four to hook up because then the pace yeah. will really speed up and then maybe Dennington can, or Denning, Dennington can come up and get uh, a piece of it, like you said. Um, and yeah, Shoddy mentioned it. Uh, Bromley was one that I definitely want to have my eyes on just to see because this is a horse that hasn't lost yet two for two. Um, a four and fifty thousand uh, dollar son of mastery out of a Malibu Moon mare. Now, this horse debuted at six and a half furlongs at Churchill, won easily, uh, then went to Turfway on synthetics, uh, and of course, won easily again. Now, stretching out, you know, you the big purchase price, the, the breeding. You know, I think this is a horse that I'm definitely taking the wait and see. Like, you know, but the numbers have been solid enough. The horse has looked impressive enough to where if he were to stretch out, he might, he not might, he will be dangerous if he could stretch out. I can't back him. I, 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 you know, if you want to take a shot with him, go for it. I, I think he's going to be bet down uh, a little bit as well. I'm not sitting here and say I'd be shocked if he won. He will beat me if he wins, though, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he. I would need every bit of that 5-1 to one, um, 
and I don't know if you'll get it based off of uh, those last two races. But, yeah. Um, all right. Again, Halter and I both are on number seven, Instant Coffee for Brad Cox. You'll hear Brad Cox's name. Take a drink every time <laughs> you're drinking right now. It's, I don't know how early it is where you're listening. But uh, if, you are, if you're drinking, take a drink every time we say Brad Cox. And I, you may not hear the end of it because we're going to hear it again uh, a few times. We're on Instant Coffee for Brad Cox. Uh, Tappet's Conquest, also trained by Brad Cox. There you go. Um, we like as well, but we do think he might run in that allowance race in race nine on the undercard. So that's why we're going against him there, but make sure you look at, uh, like, like Halterman mentioned earlier, like keep an eye on the, the, uh, the scratches. If you see Tappet's conquest, stay in the race, um, after scratches to me, that's a pretty solid sign that, that Brad likes this horse and might be worth a play, uh, versus instant coffee who will probably be bet down uh, fairly hard. So, uh, but for the top pick number seven, instant coffee for both of us. What do you think of this? If Vanishing dominates that allowance, he could be the favorite in the Risen Star. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's wrong. I I would agree. I don't know if he's going to dominate it or not, but I agree with the thought. He has a lot of steam. I mean, a lot right now. Yeah, that's so that's the allowance race there on screen, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Banishing is is a horse that. Um, debut didn't run great but then came back and ran awesome ran a 90 buyer uh stretching out at fairgrounds of course so yeah i think if you know banishing and there's a lot you know the walsh and godolphin um we've seen this kind of song and dance before sometimes when they have they have a good one um they tend to be pretty dangerous so yeah if this horse goes and rolls again shows up in the risen star it's gonna be uh, especially if you don't see like an ultra impressive effort by whoever um but isn't uh isn't uh victory formation gonna go the risen star could go risen star could go rebel not sure (laughs) time for rapid fire presented by racing dudes premium free pick so yeah every day you can get a free track at racingdudes.com for our premium selections just go to the free picks tab there on the main menu and hit uh free premium picks you get a, a little taste of what we offer every single day for every single track. Uh, we just pick one randomly every day, and you can kind of see what, exactly what it looks like in your dashboard for the Racing Dudes Premium. Of course, we have rockets and bombs as well, part of the Racing Dudes Premium. It's a great time to be a subscriber as really the racing is just now getting going for the year. We have the Pegasus Guide coming out next week, uh, which we've already kind of started doing. And, you know, that gets you uh, free access to that if you are a premium subscriber. So make sure you go to racingnews.com and check out the premium selections or just try out a day of free picks and uh, see what you think. And uh, hopefully, you know, as we get towards the Kentucky Derby, um, you can start using this every single day uh, as part of the Racing Dudes Premium subscription. Okay, Halterman, we got three undercard races here uh that we're going to talk about prior to the lecomte and we'll kick things off with race 11 uh that's the duncan f kinder stakes this one to me was fill the bait uh that's gonna run here it looks like nine to five on manny wall is your favorite a horse that we're going five and a half furlongs 100k race on the turf uh for four-year-olds and up manny wall i mean son of uh, our boy will take charge Kind of made his name on the dirt. Of course, last time we saw, well, the last uh, big race we saw from him, 
he ran in the Breeders' Cup and 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 certainly didn't disappoint. I mean, he ran fourth, beaten two and a half. I thought he ran a great race. But now he's on the turf. Now he's sprinting going five and a half furlongs. Thoughts on Manny Wall? Yeah, I mean, he's just a type you, you dream about being a favorite, you know, so you can beat him. I mean, and that's not even a knock on him, but he's just not a horse you want to back usually as a favorite. When he wins, it's at a big price. He's a very classy horse. He runs in a lot of good races, tough races, and and uh, you know he he makes you beat him, but he doesn't win a whole lot. I don't want any part of him at nine to five. I'll take a shot with the number four, Evan Singh. I think Evan Singh at six to one makes sense here. This horse has been facing tough horses on the Kentucky circuit. And, uh, you know, he's been okay. He hasn't been great, but I don't think he had to be great to win this race. You know, three back, he won a, a, an allowance at Saratoga. That race, if he can bring it to fairgrounds, might be good enough to get the job done here. I see a lot of pace in this race as well. I think this horse comes closing late. So I'm going to take a shot with the six to one shot here and the number four, Evan Singh. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I went with Evan Singh too, so that's a little scary. The fact that we went again, we didn't have a Brad Cox horse, which is not one to pick in here, <coughs> but we chose the same horse in Evan Singh. I, I, you kind of laid it out. I, I think uh, you know this horse obviously one for one at Fairgrounds, two for three at this distance. The five and a half furlongs is key for me. He's ran his entire career. He's really never ran poorly, other than one time um, where he finished fifth, beating uh, uh, four and three quarters. But every time he's kind of given you that little bit of a run, that kind of effort. Sometimes going longer is not his thing, but I think that five and a half furlongs on the turf, and it's key. We're going to need to see some pace, and my hope is, because I do like the fact that the five in here, Agnes Agneston, is that, I think this horse is, if you're not talking Manny Wall, is maybe the horse to beat, but we haven't seen that. We've seen this horse once since 2019, and, and that was a 2021. So again, quite some time ago, it just this horse hasn't ran enough recently for me to give, have uh, confidence in, but he's shown he's got plenty of speed. So your kind of hope is a horse that has been laid off just gets fired out of there, goes flying, and maybe one of them hooks up with him, sets this thing up for our four Evan Singh. So I'm with you. I, I really like this one as well. Manny Wall, cool story. Obviously a cool horse. Uh, just can't play him. <laughs> At nine to five, uh, and it's, he's going to be lower than that, um, no doubt about it. So, uh, I, I think this horse or this race sets up really well for our four Evan Singh, and and he's been, I feel like he's been a true horse. Like he, you know, at least know you're going to get something out of him, and, and hopefully he's good enough to get the job done. All right, let's go to the next one here. Oh, oh by the way, before we move on, give me a, give me another horse. Give everyone another horse that you like. I know six to one is is fairly. Uh, Solid, but is there another horse in here that you might use that's uh, that's playable at, at a price? I think Boulder is, is the number three horse. Boulder is is playable here, and I don't know what price we'll get nine to two on the morning line. I think you'll get that with him. He's another one. I, I he's coming from off the pace. He's pretty reliable when he gets on the turf. I think he'll run pretty well here. I, I'm looking for a good performance out of him. All right, I'll give you one. How about uh, and this is a this is this is gonna be dicey, but how about the one Pyron? I know that's yep. a favorite of the of the dudes, but no, a horse the other Alstall um, that angle. But no, this is a horse that hasn't really. If you look at the numbers, hasn't been great lately. Uh, but you you look at Fairgrounds earlier uh, last year, this kind of this same time 
was running really, really strong on the turf, these kind of races uh, here at this track. So if he can kind of get back to that um, effort, if, if, you know, he likes the fairgrounds turf, if that's uh, uh, something that's, uh, you know, up his alley at 10 to one, I think you could see a nice little run from him. If um, he can kind of get back to form the one Pyron, I think you're going to get every bit of 10 to one. All right, let's go to the next one here. Race uh, 12, the Silver Bullet Day Stakes. It's 150K for Phillies three-year-olds going a mile and 70 yards. And, of course, Phillies three-year-olds, Kentucky Oaks prep race, 28-6-4-2 for your top five finishers. So seven horses, five of them are going to get points. And uh, listen, <laughs> a horse that I think I think you picked too. I know I did in the, in the Breeders' Cup. Chop Chop, Brad Cox. The eight to five favorite hadn't seen since that terrible, terrible performance at said Breeders' Cup. But Brad Cox brings her back, chop chop as a three year old flow, and he's also got another one in here. The four horse. Do you have the Do you have the stones to go back to chop chop? No, I don't, and not especially <laughs> not at a short price. Uh, I probably will play the two Brad Cox horses and. My top choice, the number six, Amber Cascade. That's who I put on top in this race. Look, I've picked Brad Cox on top this day like a hundred times. So I will not play him here. I'll try to go against him. I don't really like either one of these horses for him very well. Not going to be completely shocked if they win, though. But uh, I think we can try to get a, a pass him on the win end. I'm going to go number six, Amber Cascade. Really nice race when stretching out uh, to a similar distance. Mile 16th, last time out. Broke the maiden at this track. I really like Cherie DeVoe. I think we can beat Brad Cox in this one. I'm going to go number six, Amber Cascade on top. Man, going against two Brad Coxes in a field of seven. That's it's dicey. It's dicey, man. I'm, go, I'm going chop chop. Um, I don't love the pick. Um, you know, I, you got to go back to that, you know, the Alcibiades, I know the horse where she lost, but got beat by Wonder Will, who came back to win uh, the Beers Cup Juvenile. I, you got to think that just for whatever reason, something did not go right, uh, or lots did not go right for her at the Breeders' Cup. Um, you know, ran 13th, beaten four. I mean, never was even in the race. Same track, same kind of type of horse as the horse, you know, the horse, she almost beat Wonder Will the last time out, and then she gets annihilated by her so gotta think that if he can get her back to that kind of race um she'll be tough to beat here i i think the four in here sets up nicely four set five so i that's i just couldn't get past i'm like all right let me take one more shot with her hopefully he's got her a little bit uh more capable of of being closer to the pace um because there are two dirt races she just so far out of it um, if he can get kind of keep her a little bit, and workouts have been solid, like kind of on her toes, it looks like. So I'm going to take one more shot with Chop Chop. All right, give me a horse that is not, well, I guess Amber Cascade. Do you have any other ones that you would be using here that's uh, not Brad Cox? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think I think it's either Brad Cox or this one for me. Uh, Nora G, I thought about for a minute, but I'm not sure that horse is going to be fast enough to get it done. So no, I probably would just play Amber other than the Brad Cox horses. I guess the only one I would consider using that's not the Brad Cox horses um, is the three. Hey, I'm, hey and Evan Neno. I don't know. Whatever. 
Um, but you know, this horse does possess quite a bit of speed, might be the speed of the race, uh, by golden sense. Uh, you know, you guess you could get bold a little bit and try to take this thing gate to wire has one at fairgrounds at this distance. So maybe this horse gets a little brave on the front end and some of these horses just aren't very good. So, uh, the three would be the only one I'd, I'd consider here, but yeah, chop, chop for me. And it just seems like. It might be one of those races that you overlook a little bit because she was so bad in that Breeders' Cup, but this field's not great. So if she can just run back to that effort that she really she was running prior to the Breeders' Cup, she should handle this field uh, quite easily. But again, that's a big if. All right, last one here. Let's go to race 13, Louisiana Stakes, uh, grade three with 150K for four-year-olds and up, going 1 one sixteenth miles. Boy, dude, it's my favorite kind of race. The Boulevard of Broken Dreams, your favorite race as well. Field of Nine shows up for this one. Oh, my gosh, he's frozen? Wow. Okay. <laughs> we put a guy in the freezer, and he and he's frozen. He so. is frozen solid, yes. Yeah. Um, Field of Nine shows up here. You got three to one on, uh-oh, I'm saying it again, Brad Cox. Three to one on Zozos, one of your favorite horses. Um, dude, trepid heart. <laughs> He's still running. Uh, Mr. Wireless looked good last time out. Forza is in here. Chess Chief. Happy American was good last time. I mean, it's it's your favorite kind of race, Halterman. It is a good race. And, you know, when you go with the Boulevard of Dro Broken Dreams, you go with the one that really doesn't have any broken dreams yet in it. And that's the number eight Zozos, you know. This horse ran really good in two races, went to the Louisiana Derby, got second, only beaten by two and a half to Epicenter, who is probably going to be your three-year-old of the year, if not your runner-up. Uh, Kentucky Derby, if you remember, he drew the 19 post. I mean, there was no chance from out there. Uh, still ran okay. He got 10th. Long time off. Didn't see him for a while. Came back December 17th. Won an allowance race over this track at this distance with ease. Logic tells you he's going to improve second out off of that layoff. Zozos for me. Give me give me him all day in this one. It kind of feels that way, right? I don't know. Like, uh, you know, other because really, other than the Kentucky Derby, which let's be honest, like there's a lot of horses that are in that Derby that ran worse than he did um, that, that were good horses. Um, he just, he's been awesome. And, you know, and I think the fact that Took that long time off, came back in December and ran really well again at Fairgrounds. It was a huge sign to say this horse is still strong, still very good. You know, prior to that, I know he lost, the, yeah, like you said, the Louisiana Derby, but he ran a nice race that day. And um, I think, and I think yourself included, showed that like kind of gave you like this horse might be kind of legit yep. uh, for the Derby. So yeah, I think Zozos here is just super dangerous. Um, I'm not going to get cute and try to beat him here. I'm with you. I thought that last race, you know, it's like every race he's ran is just is strong enough to, to, to win and be, and, and be competitive here. So, um, not going to get cute here. I think he is the horse to beat Zozos. And, you know, I don't know, like, I, do you think, like, is it crazy to think, could he be in the running as a, this is way too bold, but like, could he be a horse of the year type candidate? And I always say that, but not saying like maybe he's not good enough to be horse of the year, but he's going to be running a lot of the, you know, the older stakes races. Obviously, Brad Cox, this is a horse that had a lot of hype last year. 
could he if he if he is what he you know what we thought maybe he was last year you think he could you know make a case for winning some of these big grade ones maybe say at saratoga over the summer i think this is the first step towards it and i think he can be if you remember i was very high on him after the louisiana derby I do. and uh he ran the kentucky derby like I said dressed for all line through it just that you're not going to win just the fourth race and it's that kind of pose that kind of trip but then we never saw him again. I thought this would be a candidate to do, you know, something similar to what Cyberknife did, where went up and won the Haskell and was competitive in other races and big spots. And I thought Zozos would be that kind of horse as well. Well, obviously injuries kind of hurt this horse and, and, and knocked him off the trail of doing stuff like that. But yeah, hopefully he stays healthy because I do think he's really good. I do think he has a high ceiling. The first start though, to that is you gotta you gotta go beat horses like this right like this is kind of your b to c type of class so you got to beat these horses and then then you go up to your a's all right give me a horse who's not named uh zozos that you're going to be using here or you're interested in using that's uh could open this thing up if he doesn't win well i mean this one's fairly obvious uh you know as far as to me i don't think you're gonna have a huge upset I like the number two run classic now that we're back uh, cutting to cutting back to a mile of 16th. I'd even like to see him go shorter uh, in a one turn race, but mile 16th for run classic will be better than that mile and eighth race last time out at Oakland where we kind of knew he was going to fade in that situation. So I'll use him. I'll use the other Brad Cox horse too, Forza Oro. You know, Brad Cox got his hands on him last time out. He didn't run very well, but I'm thinking second out for, for Cox, this horse might improve. So those are kind of the two I'm looking at uh, just uh, after the number eight Zozos. Yeah, to me, the other horse I was really interested in was um, was Run Classic uh, as well. I thought this horse showed um, quite a bit there in a the couple of those last, you know, say last four races uh, that this, you know, this horse has got the ability to be uh, – to be good you know at least in these kind of races yeah i agree maybe cutting back is going to help um even like you said even shorter his best race was a seven furlong um race so the two for me run classic is is nice and i don't know i'm not totally against his stable mate number nine uh mr wireless that horse is going to be a much better price uh than 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 run classic i would think uh, i think that five to one is going to float up you know ran well last time out <clears throat> at fairgrounds got beat by happy american um, but you know, prior to that, one one of the, uh, Churchill Downs, and then you know, for a horse, <laughs> Mr. Wireless, like he's, you know, he's solid for what he is. Uh, you know, you kind of thought he would fade away long ago, and he kind of keeps sticking around for Calhoun. Yeah. So, Mr. Wireless would be the other one, but I definitely like his stable mate a little bit more. Number two, Run Classic. But yeah, you and I both on uh, number eight, Zozos here. <laughs> So all the time we have, check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and, of course, our premium selections on our product page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. <laughs> We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks for the spit on the mic there. Um, Spotify, all the places you listen to podcasts, we are there. Make sure you check out the Magic Mind. Hey. The Magic Mike Show, which you know they're slackers, and I don't even know what they're doing because they don't. He never posts it until like last second, so I don't know what they're covering. But maybe the fairgrounds, like late pick four or late pick five, would be a good guess. Um, 
And make sure you go to our YouTube page and like our YouTube. Hey, just say we people want to hear from you. Okay, you gotta go to Racing Dudes uh, on YouTube. Search for that and hit subscribe so you can get all uh, access to all our videos. And you can get it. You know, you can watch us live on these podcasts um, and tune in and 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 ask questions and whatnot. So, all right, uh, <laughs> the people want to hear from you, Cooper. That's right. What's on your mind today? What do you have to say to the people? Let's put the mic a little bit lower for you. What you got? Talk. Um, what you got Huh? Mm. Okay. Um, what did he say? I don't. I really don't know. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, what have you been doing today? Um, this is the least he's talked all day. So. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, hey, what are we gonna do later? Go pick up, go pick up your brother, and then go to Susu and Papa's. Ooh, yeah. I might Fun drop day. him off there. You never know. Fun day ahead. Huh? What are you gonna get? Hey, ask ask Aaron what his favorite um, Mario character is. What are your favorite Mario character? Definitely not Bowser. He is stupid. Oh, what? <laughs> Come on, Bowser. Oh. Oh, we do actually have a question for you. They, the boy, both boys have been asking. Ask Aaron about what you wanted to do. I go to your. I'll go to your and play with the weather wars. Oh yes, you can come to my house. Look, can you see them? They're back there. There they all are. They're waiting for you. You bring yours, and we, we can play with these. Yeah, he wants to bring the wrestling ring so you guys can all play, the one you got him. Uh, that's fine. Bring them. Bring your wrestling ring. I don't have a ring. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, every uh, not every day, but uh, you know, quite, when I talk about you, like, when are we going to go back to Aaron's? That was so fun. <laughs> I might drop him off someday. You guys you guys can watch him. Bring them. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put them in cages. All right, <laughs> yeah. you want to you want to go in a cage? Okay. You want to you have to go to Halterman's. You could sleep in a cage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, they don't care. Kids don't care. I tell Magic that all the time. He gets in Millie's cage every once in a while. So. Yeah. Exactly. They like him. All right. Final question. What's your favorite horse? Justify. Justify. <laughs> of course it is. You know, Justify's got babies. Coming racing now. What? The babies. He pooped the babies out. Yeah, he pooped the babies um, out. Yeah, just like that. Exactly. That's how yep. it works. Um, all right, guys. That's uh that's uh the a word from Cooper's corner there. So uh, <laughs> what's for lunch? Don't know. Okay, cool. I could do this. I'm probably not gonna be able to hear you, Halterman, because here I'll put one in my ear. You put one in your ear. Okay. Oh, I'm what them bow. Yeah. There you go. Can you hear him? Hi. Whoa. Hi. I'm not oh, wait. Hang on. Oops. All right. Now you can hear him. Oops. All right, guys. That's yeah. a wrap. No, what? Okay. We'll get back on. Final thoughts, Halterman? Uh, I hope, I hope uh, Cooper has a good day, and I hope everybody listening has a good weekend, and hopefully we've got some winners that we picked for everybody, and I guess it's next week, so get, get excited.
Who uh, who's gonna win, Bengals or Bills? Bengals. Giants or Eagles? Eagles, cl- close. Um, Forty Niners, Cowboys. Hi. Hi, 49ers, but I think it'll be close. And finally, Chiefs and Jags. Chiefs, I don't think it'll be close. Nine and a half, though. I don't know what it is, if it's moved, but uh, you know they don't they don't like to cover games, so it might they be really don't cover very often. Hi. Hi, but the Jaguars shouldn't be there. You can't hear him. What do you mean you can't hear him? I can hear him. You can hear him. All right. I got Jags. I mean, I got Chiefs. Uh, I've got uh, Niners. Uh, I'm going Bills. I, I think that the Bengals are a better team. Um, I just kind of feel like the Bing- or the Bills might have the edge a little bit in that game at home. Um, and then I'll go uh, – I go Eagles. I think I don't. I think the Giants run in there, but I do think I think they're going to make it a good game. It's kind of crazy that the NFC East has three of their four teams in the top in the top here still. So it's been the best division though. It really has since the Giants kind of re rallied late in the season. You know they they've played well and it, it in the NFC that that's been the best division, no doubt. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, you know, and I agree. This this is I was talking. It definitely feels like the Bengals got gypped in the whole situation. Um, as far as like everyone kind of had an upside except for the Bengals. Uh, I I definitely agree with that because the fact is like I I you and I both thought they were gonna win. I think mm-hmm. um, that night and uh, would have changed the outcome as far as the two seed. And uh, so it's unfortunate because now it's like everyone, it all kind of worked for the Bills and the Chiefs. So it, the Bengals got screwed, no doubt. And, but they can go win that game. I think they're better than the Bills, honest to God. I really do. And I think they should go beat them. Again, I think they are better. And I think uh, they're playing better more than anything. I just, I have a fear that I don't know. I've had it in my head all along. I think that the, it's like the, the the NFL wants the Bills versus Chiefs to happen just in the neutral sites, like the pre Super Bowl game, basically mini Super Bowl game. Yep. So I feel like if you, I don't know if I necessarily believe in fixed games, but I think they're gonna everything. I just have a I have a feeling that's what we're gonna see. Um, but either way. I agree. There's no way the Chiefs should lose, although I have zero ups or zero uh, expectations with how they play. It seems like, but um, no matter what, you're going to see a rematch of the game of the century of the Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship, or you're going to see a rematch of last year's AFC Championship, which which also was very close. And so, um, I think you should see a great game. And I mean, I. I I don't know. I that was an amazing comeback, but you know we we handled them already once this year. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be. I think we're gonna. I mean, I think we're gonna beat the hell out of them, honestly. Well, but the only reason I would say you're not is because you never do, but you should. Yep, that makes sense. Like every week, the last six weeks, like they're gonna beat the hell out of them, and they never do. But 
the Jaguars probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I mean, it took a miracle for them to even get there as they were blowing a home field game against the Titans without a quarterback. No way they should have won again as they had to rely on the Chargers to blow a 27-point lead at Jacksonville's home field to get to this round. I have no idea why or how Jacksonville should cover this, other than the Chiefs just don't cover big spreads. Well, if you remember the first game they or the you know, the earlier the season they played, the Chiefs went up twenty. I think it was like twenty-one zero. Maybe it was like twenty to zero because I believe Butker missed a kick. Um, and then next thing you know, it's like a they go and score before the half, and they score after the half, and so now it's twenty to fourteen, and it seems close. But it was one of those games that never was close because then they did the Chiefs basically do what they do, where they oh we need to go score again, and then they go down and score, and it's like so I just they kind of hang they let them hang around. I think difference is whereas in most of these teams we've been seeing the Jags go down big in these games and they make these comebacks the Chiefs they're the kings of comebacks that no matter what they come back and so I just feel like they're not going to be one of those teams that's gonna even if they do let them get close somewhat close they'll just pull back away again so um I see like it being like a 38 24 game or something like that somewhere in that ballpark to me, you lose this one. It's one of the more disappointing losses yeah. you've had. And then your next two games, if you get two games, are going to be tough. <laughs> Whoever you play, Bengals, Bills, that's going to be tough. And then Eagles, 49ers, going to be tough again. Yeah, it's uh, you look at you look at the Bengals. You've got you basically have to win three straight. If you're the Bills or Bengals, frankly, you that's their they got their their route is tough. They basically have to win three Super Bowls to get to to win a Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. Bengals, Bills, whoever whatever team you are, that's Super Bowl team. Chiefs are obviously a Super Bowl team, and then obviously in the Super Bowl, whether it be whoever it is, um, Super Bowl team, right? And so you got to whoever it comes if it like whoever if someone out of that side wins this thing, that's a hell of a run. So. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, guys. It's been real. Good luck, everybody, this weekend with uh, your betting on football. And, uh, of course, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. He's Cooper. And I'm going to go wrangle him up. <laughs> Goodbye. He says bye. Good luck this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 